Hi, everyone. Welcome to Surviving Academia, a podcast about the wild world of the academy. Each episode, we talk about trying to make it work and share self-care techniques to make every day a little bit more survivable. I'm Kristen, and I'm currently a graduate student for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'm Zach. I'm on the podcast attack. I'm off the uh, grad student wheel and onto the adjunct wheel. And I am Rachel, and I am currently a postdoctoral fellow, and I am trying to make the best out of work-life balance, even though I don't think it actually exists. Okay, so today's episode is brought to you by something interesting. There's always something interesting in a colleague's talk, a student's question, or a presentation by a lauded scholar. While Each may have their own finer points, and some may even have merit. They all have something interesting. Be sure to tell them today. What they said was interesting. So interesting. So interesting. Speaking of interesting things, if you like what you hear and want others to hear it, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Those reviews help immensely by showing others that this is a show worth listening to. And if you've made it this far, we hope that you agree. It was a really good segue, Kristen. That's all I have to say. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you took our you took our uh, fake advertisement that uh, that was making fun of people calling things interesting, and then called our show interesting. You with just it. ran with it. What does that it. say? I've been yeah. an academic for a while. I can segue. <laughs> so you're really, really good at bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Are well, we allowed to say bullshitting on this podcast? Yes, our podcast. <laughs> we are allowed to say what we want. It's our podcast. Um, and so speaking of talking about what we want, I was in charge of the show for the week, and I came up with a topic of academics dating. Of course, the most sensual of, of episodes um, on sensual. the most precarious Sex. of topics. How do you go about dating while you're uh, a graduate student, an early career academic, when you have so many demands on your time? And so I thought, starting off, we would uh, go around and talk about our experiences <laughs> our of dating uh, as graduate students. I didn't realize and, this was an episode onward. of Delilah. No. <laughs> okay, Kristen, you go first. Oh, man. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like maybe out of the three of us, I've probably spent the less time or the least amount of time dating in graduate school. I'm not sure about that, but we'll get to me in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not good at like balancing multiple things at a time. And I've just put so much effort into my studies. But also, I'm sure this will come up later. But when I came here for graduate school, my intention was to be able at the very end of this to make a completely selfish choice. Mm. And I feel like when you're dating someone, that's not always an option. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to come here, you know, work hard. And then when I leave, I wanted to be able to have all the options and to pick what's best for me and not have to think about someone else. So I haven't done a whole lot of dating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So how many dates do you think you would say you have gone on? Different people? Yeah. Two or, in the okay. last like five years. Cool. 
<laughs> well, in the last five years, I've only did one. So okay, you win. <laughs> well, so it's interesting that you, okay. Sorry, I shouldn't have used the word interesting after our, our joke, but I mean, listen, Zach, it's conditioned. How many people you say you say that you wanted to make a selfish choice? How many people, you know, maybe in your family or, or, or previous friend circles or just in society in general might say that you are being selfish by not settling down and, and um, you know, finding a, a long-term partner? Do you, is, that, is that a little too on point or? No, I just feel like <clears throat> that's not a fair statement when you're a woman. I mean, I feel like. As a, as a woman, if you're dating someone or you're wanting to have a relationship with someone else, traditionally, women follow the male's job. And so I didn't want to get myself in a place where I would be butting up against what I want and tradition and have to make a choice based on someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a lot easier when you're a man and you've got, you're an academic and you're saying, this is where I go, but that's not traditional because I was dating someone before I went to graduate school and that constantly came up and it's I mean I don't want to be like rude but he was a mechanic he worked on cars Mm -hmm. so you could have done that anywhere but even like some of his friends you know were like oh you're gonna just move because for her I think it's quite different and I get pressure constantly like i it's not as if like parents and family and stuff like that constantly pressure me. Of course they do, but they don't have to make the same decisions at the end that I do. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, because for some of them, they've never dreamed of moving out of their hometown. So it doesn't really matter because they're not going to, you know, end up God knows where. Well, there's a lot that I think we want to touch on in that, but I also want to make sure that uh, we all share our stories first before we dive into the, the deeper conversations. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing, uh, yeah. Kristen. Of course. Uh, Rachel, let's do... <laughs> so I jokingly said I think I have did less people because um, my fiancé and I have been together for a while now. We met the end of my master's degree while he was also um, doing his um, graduate program in law. And... Um, so my dating in grad school kind of ended relatively early. Um, but that doesn't mean that we haven't kind of had other kind of challenges related to being academics. Well, me being an academic. Um, I have to say it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about that perspective, Kristen, of like n- wanting to not feel like you have to make a sacrifice. Um, because we're, we're, he's going to be going wherever I go. Because essentially, as long as you have passed the bar, you can be a lawyer anywhere. Um, and if you have reciprocity from practicing long enough, you can really, truly be a lawyer anywhere. Um, so, But you can't always be an academic everywhere, right? Because you, you have to find an institution that is a good fit, that has a position, all of these things. Um, and that way you feel that you're going to successfully advance throughout your career it's a little bit different for him. So we discussed pretty early on that we would be he would be the trailing spouse. Um, I also never imagined that I would have um, I when I imagined the end of my grad school career, I never imagined a spouse being a part of it. And that's just something that came up that I met my partner while in graduate school. And so that's not something that was expecting. We were necessarily I was expecting. Um, when I had kind of envisioned what graduate school would be like in the end of it. 
Now, that's not to say that I don't feel unbelievably um, happy and blessed with the partnership that we have, but it's um, it was a conversation pretty early on of this is what's going to have to happen in order to have uh, both of our careers succeed. But at the same time, though he may not be an academic and he would be trailing, we still have to consider both of our careers. Um, and that is a bit of a challenge of, you know, do you take short-term positions in a state that maybe you don't see yourself living in long-term um, in order to, you know, maybe advance my career, whereas uh, moving there and, and having him not practice for a year would be damaging to his. So it does mean that we have to be a little bit more picky about the kinds of places and the kinds of jobs that I'm applying to. Um, but I still feel like we're sacrificing because I feel I feel like in the long run, we'll both be better for it. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we're kind of dealing with now. That's what I'm dealing with now about like, quote unquote, dating in the academy, even though I'm more technically, you know, not going to be dating in a month and a half. <laughs> because They're we'll getting be, married, y'all. They're married. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm very happy for that. But it's just the different things that we have to negotiate. And I've got lots of friends and I'm sure you guys too have lots of friends who are uh, dual academic couples. And, um, that is a whole nother ball game of, um, negotiation and difficulty when it comes to fulfilling both careers and, um, all of that. So, um, yeah, I would love to hear what listeners have to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, both of you have, seem to have this sort of overriding concern about like, you know, I am going to have to go somewhere. What's my partner going to do when I have to go somewhere? And that, mm -hmm. that seems to be like a big overriding concern with, uh, with academic couples. And I've known, fortunately, I think, you know, the norms are changing to some extent where I've known that several women whose partners have followed them. But there's also, if I think about it, deeply enough you know slightly more men who are who are being followed by their partners um there's, there's still some degree of imbalance but that would be a good good thing to have statistics on that i don't think are readily available mm -hmm. i probably have some buried in my dissertation somewhere i can pull them out yeah. for another time another yeah. place i want to hear about your experience oh my experience yeah uh zach's love like is like my favorite topic <laughs> yeah uh i have perhaps dated more than I wanted to. I mean, I've been searching for something more stable and long-term, uh, but I've probably dated at least one person for every year of graduate school, uh, if not more than that. And, you know, three three Sarahs and a handful of other people later, and I'm, <laughs> I'm still single and uh, living somewhere else. <laughs> three Sarahs. So start, starting over. Um and I did, I was, I was in a long-term relationship with one person for a while, um, and we were both academics, and we, we, you know, we thought it might possibly, um, you know, end up with us together long-term, uh, but, and so we, we talked about it, and, you know, we decided nothing, uh, and then it didn't end up working out, so that might have been an indicator of that it wasn't going to work out is that we couldn't come to come to a solution about who was going to follow who or what would happen if we couldn't follow one couldn't follow the other mm -hmm. so so i feel like rachel you know the perfect person just came along and i think zach is a lot more focused on trying to find a partner mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah 
Um, so I also did some some research on on this topic, not to say that there's a lot out there, but I, I Googled dating in academia, and the first result was a uh, dating website tailored specifically to academia, Pennsylvania. <gasps> what? Yeah, I didn't know that the town existed, but shout out to Academia Pennsylvania for making it on the show. Isn't there also like um, a Cheesequake Pennsylvania? Or maybe that's New Jersey. There's some weird names back home. There's uh, Hershey okay. and in- yeah. Intercourse. There is an Intercourse Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's that's all a whole other conversation of the weird names <laughs> of the East Coast towns. <laughs> So, but I did come come across uh, some op eds. I came across a Reddit thread, and some from that I, fa- I found some themes. And one of them, uh, Kristen, I think you were talking talking about earlier, was this sort of like sense of superiority that either so, you know sometimes academics might act like they're superior because they have the higher degree, but also that um, you know dating someone who doesn't have a, a higher education make might make them feel inferior whether it's intended or not um and so can do you feel comfortable talking about that anymore with oh yeah so i have a bone to pick with this so i taught a couple semesters ago sociology of gender and we talked about dating and so there's a bunch of okay cupid data and so the most important thing for women, so when a, like a man is looking for a woman, is what she looks like. The most important thing, like looks were very important for men as well, but not as important as it was um, in female partners. But men could make up for that by being rich, educated, or funny. There was no making up for degrees for women. So me being a person who has a higher degree on the dating market, men don't look at my profile and say, oh, this is like a really great partner to have because she has an advanced degree. That actually works against me. But for men, it works for them. So it's like you would be a more marketable choice than I would be. So like this idea of a sense of superiority, I feel like this is constantly something that is already thrown in women's face. So like if I go out on a date, or actually if I'm being honest, like my last few relationships, the fact that I had a higher degree has always been a problem. It's always been something that is brought up, not by me, but by them, because there's still a cultural stereotype that men should have more education or make more or whatever. Um, And granted, we don't make really anything as academics, but I feel like it's a selling point for men and it's not a selling point for women. And granted, it's fine. Hashtag not all men, but the stats are not on my side in terms of this. I was going to say, like, uh, you know, I definitely uh, would prefer or I would be totally great with a, comp- a partner that had a, a degree in the last, last couple of people I dated had either had PhDs or masters, but I'm probably, uh, you know, not in line with the general statistics on You're that. You're a unicorn, Zach. <laughs> You're a unicorn. Well, not really, because that would not be that, you know, Joss is a unicorn too, because he doesn't care that I like that. I have a, well, this is a, 
we always kind of have the which degree is better yours or mine but we do it jokingly because we love each other and we love that we both of us have made these huge accomplishments in our life of getting a phd and getting a jd and so but um there are some out there there are definitely some out there yeah and i i'm sure if we we brought some guests on for this which we don't have any guests on for this we could find people to talk about you know having a humanities degree versus a STEM degree has, has caused some, some sort of power imbalance Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, inequality on that. But I wanted to talk about a few other things that, that I I found when, when researching about this. And one of them uh, that I've, I've managed to, uh, because I have dated people who have graduate degrees, they've understood this, but oftentimes, you know, dating someone who's not an academic uh, they don't quite understand your work patterns. Like if you date someone who's got a regular nine to five job, then uh, the fact that you can stay up until two in the morning uh, writing or that you teach at noon, but then you're home the rest of the day, they think, oh, they're home. Mm-hmm. So uh, they must be able to like take care of this other stuff for me and not that, oh, they're home, but they're working. It's it's not easy to understand that. Have you either of you uh, experienced yeah, it's it seems that like the flexibility of an academic s- schedule is both a blessing and a curse because it allows for you the flexibility is good. However, it's not that the work goes away. The work is just put somewhere else in your day, your week, your month, your year, whatever. Because you know, I love those articles that are like um what does a professor really do when they're not in the classroom, <laughs> you know? Oh, I hate those. And uh I think you know, in my relationship, it was in my romantic relationship, it was it's easier to explain that. But in some kind of other personal relationships, that's not always easy to explain. Right. And this understanding that you're not like if you're not teaching or you're not directly like typing away that you're not working because, you know, research counts as working, uh, service counts as working, etc. cetera. Um, but again, it's it's kind of something that I think I had to sh- to show and learn, but also we met while I was a grad student, and so uh, and while he was a student, so we kind of learned that together. Right. I was going to say on on the topic of uh, you know your work patterns, like to experience you reading, mm-hmm. like I think <laughs> a lot of people would not define reading as work, but when you're an academic, it's essential that you be. Uh, caught up on the latest journal articles on the latest uh, monographs in your discipline and but you know if you're reading you know a book that's you know got a fun title and a fun cover it might not seem like work to the outside observer it's it's work yeah yeah (laughs) or going to a coffee shop you go to a coffee shop to work I know I mean you're in a you're in a better setting but you're still working yeah and I think for me like I just try to avoid all these tensions and I think well, Zach, you and I have known each other for a long time. I tend to be pretty independent in general. I like like having my own time. I like doing my own thing. Um, like all of these things just feel like extra baggage on top of, you know, all the relationship baggage. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're kind of already dealing with enough that you don't want to add to it. I know that um, I have a, a good friend who part of the reason she hasn't dated a lot as an academic and, and she's now an early career faculty member 
It's because she's like, I just don't have the time and the energy in my day Mm -hmm. to devote to someone else because I need to at least give some of my time to self-care. And if I was dating someone, that time would be gone. And I was like, well, that could be self-care. She was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's my time. And I I respect that. I totally respect that in her decision. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk a lot about self-care on this show, right? We do indeed. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, we're... I feel like we're being very down on the academic dating. Um, what are the benefits? Well, I can tell if you, you if you sorry. Uh, no, no, you're fine, Zach. Um, I I have said on this podcast before that having a partner was really helpful for me while finishing my dissertation because I was able to when I felt like I was too busy to really take care of the home and myself, I had a partner who could step in and do that. Um, and that's, there's a push and pull of that because then there's times when I need to be that partner, right? But that is the benefit of um, a partnership, and that partnership can be many things. It doesn't have to be a romantic in-home partnership. It doesn't have to be – it can be many things, that, that, that companionship, really. Um, but that's definitely a benefit. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I know that it's – as much as I like being single, it's also really stressful to think it's just me. Mm. So like when there are times when I'm kind of stressed out, most of my friends at this stage in the game are married with children. And so I'm kind of like, oh, I really need to talk through something. Am I really going to call my married friend and be like, my college is stressful? <laughs> like... And I get a lot of them understand and things like that. And of course, if they heard me say that, they'd be annoyed with me because, of course. But when you are single, that's the stuff I miss, like having someone there to kind of calm you down when you're freaking out. Or um, I'm lucky that I feel like I have a lot of friends here and a really good support system. So I can have meltdowns with them. Mm -hmm. But it would be nice to have someone there and like, yeah, could you just make me something to eat mm-hmm. <laughs> what's what's uh what do you for your, all your married friends what do you think is more stressful grad school or having a kid i don't even think you can don't, don't answer that yeah I, you cannot compare with yeah. that that's that's a bad question no i think they're just both complex in very different ways um uh one of the one of the things that i uh found nice about uh dating while in graduate school um i i did date people who are usually fairly educated as well. And so I found that uh, having a partner meant that I could uh, bounce ideas off of them uh, for the classroom. I could show them my paper and they would, you know, give me feedback as best they could. Not, I mean, you know, so very specific to my niche topic, but generally like, you know, grammar mistakes. Uh, Would a general audience understand this? That sort of thing. Well, if I can jump off of that and tell you probably the most romantic thing that my partner has ever done for me. We're going to fall in love with Justin. On our anniversary weekend, he sat and read my dissertation in, it, in its entirety and copy edited all 300 pages. Love does exist. It does exist. Wow. And he got that... mistakes that I like, had never seen. And I was like working on this for forever. Next time I see him, I'm going to shake his hand. That is quite the... Uh, He's a real that, man. That's, I've, I've heard a lot of gestures of love, but few rise to that mm-hmm. level. That was real love. and I mean, I, I already knew before this that he was pretty awesome, but <laughs> that was like... 
Yeah, that was a moment. I will never forget that, and I will always be thankful to that because I didn't have the brain capacity to read that thing more than I had to. (laughs) And he sat, and I think it took him uh, 17 and a half hours total of sitting and reading. Yeah. Wow. Well, it might, I mean, obviously, it was a very good dissertation, and that made it a lot easier. Well, thank right? you. I mean, I did get the degree, so it had to be <laughs> suitable. Yeah, yeah. So what, one last topic that I had uh, on my list here uh, was people dating within their own discipline and dating within their own department. Scandalous. Oh, is that scandalous? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why we went there. I don't think I, it actually is. <laughs> I, I don't I, I know my sister's gonna listen to this, so I'm only gonna mention a little bit, but I know she that she met her her partner uh, in in the same department. They were in the same department. Oh awesome. Um, yeah, and they're getting they're getting married in a few months. Cute. Um, congrats. But, congrats to them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's sort of like uh, it might almost be easier. For, to find a person that really understands you and, and it operates on the same sort of plane that you do if they're in the same department you are. Mm. And I don't, you know, I don't have a ton of data, um, but Kristen, you know, our, our department, there's a, there's a married couple that was a, 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 a couple hire. Um, there's some love connections. Mm-hmm. There what? There's some love connections. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In almost every department I've been in, there's been some... Like, um, you know, I'm a married couple either working or one is a faculty member and one is involved as a staff position, um, sometimes in the same discipline, sometimes not. I get some pretty serious sociological crushes. I currently have one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about that over hot toddies later. <laughs> yeah. Off the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so so there you have it, folks. Uh, if you are single and not uh, pursuing a higher degree, it might if you, you, your partner might be lurking in the reaches of the academy. They may uh, so be. So consider consider graduate school if you're listening and not already part of it. <laughs> or I don't know, just you know, go to your local dive bar and see who's there. I have a there. question. I have a question. What about dating sites? I've used all of them. You have. I uh, think they're well, kind of an academic's best friend. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've used uh, Tinder and Bumble and OkCupid and Plenty of Fish. Um, yeah, I, I, I've said I've dated a lot. It's, okay, but aren't you afraid you're going to get matched with your students? <gasps> oh, <gasps> I never even thought of that. Uh, that's not happened. Uh, and I think it's because I set the age range uh, to an appropriate range. Okay, like, that's like, truth. Um, I think... Right now I'm 33 and my lower range is 26 or 27. Okay. And it really hasn't ever been below that. Um, it might have been down to like 24 or 25 when I was, you know, in my late tw- or my mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. But I've I've not had that uh, problem. Hmm. Well, that would certainly maybe that's where we should have gone. So scandal. I know. Because the other thing wasn't really scandalous. <laughs> I get nervous about stuff like that. I mean, I've run into, well, I think we've all kind of run into students like 
in the wild downtown in the wild yeah that could be probably a whole another podcast for another day where maybe we can have yeah like listener stories of funny run-ins with students or something yeah student safari (laughs) safari they're as freaked out by like us as we are of them unless they try to buy you drinks that's happened to me before too them that that's unethical and especially that they're underage and then you explain to them how unethical and don't you remember seeing like a student, like a teacher when you were little and you were like shocked that they didn't like what do you live? Mean they don't live at school. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing out in the wild? <laughs> it's just creepy. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've never run into a student while online On dating, dating Zach. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, well, Zach, what I really want to know is if you've ever communicated on your online dating sites using memes. Because this show today is brought to you by memes. Do you enjoy the fleeting of being productive? <laughs> Sorry. That was like a good <laughs> transition. Let me try it. What was a good one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zach would so use a meme. I know. Shh. I'm going to do this. Okay. Well, Zach, what I really want to know about your online dating is if you've ever used a meme. Because this show uh, is brought to you by memes. <laughs> Do you enjoy the fleeting feeling of being productive? Ooh. Do you have a marginally interesting point to make about some social phenomenon? Oh. Do you like visual aids? Yes. <laughs> Try memes. With memes, you can enjoy the best and worst the internet has to offer at the same time and distract yourself with confidence that the experience will be satisfying at least for you. <laughs> distract yourself with memes yeah you'd really like that one zach <laughs> i thought you were gonna ask me a serious question and then bam right into the advertisement you know what i'm full of <laughs> the segues i'm full of the segues full of the segues well that uh, means it's time so, for self-care what do you guys have planned i've got a pop quiz zach <laughs> if you had to date one of us which one would you date and why <laughs> uh well, maybe you, because I've already dated Rachel <laughs> back in the day. I just want to point out that that was a really gendered response, because, Kristen, I could date you, too. Jeez. Well, we the pop quiz is for Zach. I know. Okay. Sorry, Zach. And I Go know ahead. that Rachel's you two have dated each other, because both of you two, at separate times, have secretly come to me and said so. Let me give you Rachel's side. Rachel comes up to me, tells me she's got a secret, and she says, I don't think Zach remembers, but we went on a date. And I was like, tell me everything. And then you were like, hey, Rachel and I definitely went on a date. (laughs) It was a few years ago, and she ghosted me. And I held that in myself. For like a few weeks, it would crack up every time I saw you two for no reason. Oh my god! I did not. Did I ghost you? I did not ghost you. No, I don't think I said ghost. I said um, <laughs> that I kind of got the like, like the shrift, like, like we had gone to get coffee and then we went somewhere else and you saw your friends and you kind of got enveloped by your friends and I didn't. I felt like I wasn't welcome anymore, and so I removed myself. I'm so sorry. So where did you two lovers meet? Oh, okay, Cupid. We went and met on an online dating site. Okay. You know, young grad students just trying to make it work. 
<laughs> the wild Wait, world I... of the academy. <laughs> hold hold on. I still have my account. Let's oh my uh, God. let me let me bring that up. <laughs> this is embarrassing. There might be documentation oh of this love. Yeah, here we go. Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, half you guys just got done telling me how much you love my fiance. Jeez. You know, drag my hit pass through. Guys, I think we need to do a dramatic reading. Okay. Zach, you be Zach. Rachel, you be Rachel. Are you sure you don't, we don't want to switch? Because that'd be kind of... No, it's okay. <laughs> I'll be Rachel. <laughs> okay, let's hear how this love story unfolded. Oh my god, I messaged you first. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Hey, how are... Actually, I don't think it was sexy. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well after the first week of school. Kicked my ass into high gear. Just enjoying a leisurely Friday. How about you? The same. I'm a master's student at MU, and this week was a crazy whirlwind of classes, teaching, and rehearsals. I teach theater. My morning is leisurely until I teach at noon. LOL. LOL. Wow, that tells you how long ago that was. That was before you even started the PhD. (laughs) uh, Let's see. Oh, I said theater is really cool. I used to do some crew stuff when I was younger. What kind of classes do you teach? What kind of crew stuff did you do? It's a great thing to study because A, I love it, and B, I get to, spelling mistake, be a scholar and still be an artist. I direct in costume design often. I teach theater and society and stage makeup. Are you teaching at the moment as well? Uh, I mostly did set construction and was in the pit band a couple of times. I still swing a hammer pretty often, but haven't oh picked God. up an instrument in years. <laughs> Can we yeah, have we a timeout? Can we have a timeout? <laughs> Could you two be more of nerds? We were so nerdy. No, how ma- much no time, wonder we didn't work out. How much time passed so far? Like, um, is this a few days? This looks like a, just a little bit. You guys Yeah, that's are like nerds. less than an hour. When does it start to get juicy? I don't uh, think it does. <laughs> this is really, really like... I'm TAing for Intro to Sociology and Criminology. Oh my God. It will That's be a my lie. third degree from this institution. Man, swinging your degree around. You know what? <laughs> yeah, we were just like, look at this. We're asking each other about our favorite things. Oh, I told you I played the flute. Mm. You do? And I played the Yeah, I played mellophone. the flute and piccolo and a little bit of guitar and you. What did he say he's into? He said. That's interesting. <laughs> I had a lot of preconceptions. Oh, wait. That's not. has to do with. That's, <laughs> I don't think he ever. Wait. How do we even talk talking about musical instruments? You guys. I don't remember. Well, I we, think. It looks like we set up a coffee date. We did. Um, yeah. And then we met for coffee. And apparently I was an awful freaking person and ghosted you. Was there I'm smooching? Sorry. I made up for it. No, uh, I, mean, I don't think there was both... smooching. No, no smooching? No, there was no... I don't think there was any physical contact. I think we I'm were being total strangers. We were just some kind of meeting two nerdy academics, just meeting for a cup of joe. And you broke my little Zach's heart? I'm sorry if I broke your little Zach heart. I don't think no, I I'm, did, though. I think we were just, you know... I mean, yeah, we're we friends just hung now. out. It was good. Look at us, Zach. We're podcast co-hosts. 
which can yeah. be so much more strong well, neither, and intimate than a romantic partnership. Well, neither of you have ever gone on a date with me. I'm feeling left out. Hey, Kristen. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. I mean, it could... Things I like include cats. <laughs> okay, well, we can take... I'll take you on a date anytime. Okay, good. Yeah. As long as margaritas are involved. And maybe cats, because you like cats. Yeah, totally. We'll go back uh, to the cat cafe. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, well, that was enlightening. Wow, <laughs> and I think that was yes. a deep dive into our past. Magical. Um, well, hey, everyone, I want to thank you for listening. Hey, feel free to tweet at us, share our tweets, like our tweets, Facebook, Instagram, all of it. Go ahead and comment on our webpage or send us an email if there's certain things you want to hear or show topic ideas that you have and give us feedback on how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep on surviving. And dating on all the apps. (laughs) (laughs) You can meet your soulmate. Your academic love story. (laughs) It could start today. Oh, gosh. I'm Rachel, and I'm in theater. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm in sociology. <laughs> okay. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.